Oh my gosh. Today we are talking about normalizing rest, which is kind of how we started the week. And, you know, I was served up this amazing quote yesterday and who even quoted it? Who even shared this? We need to know. Oh, shoot. Cut out of my own profile. Here we go. Um, it looks like Melanin Talks at underscore Melanin Talks. She shared the quote that I talk about today, and it really is on normalizing resting, right? Normalizing not being so busy. And so I kind of break that down in my experience with busyness, especially in the corporate world and how toxic a busy culture can be, right? And I'm talking through my experience and I challenge you a little bit to start listening to what the common culture is where you work or with what you do or with the people that you talk to or with anyone. Is there a culture of busy? Is that what we are all striving for? And I want us to start showing up and challenging that narrative because shouldn't we be doing the opposite? I don't know. Right. And today we have a bonus feature with Erica Lynn. Uh, and she's talking about storytelling and how important that is to help heal you and healing from our stories, no matter what they are, and the importance of bringing and seeing your own light in this world. So make sure that you tune in for that later this afternoon. That's a bonus feature. And Let's go. Have you ever wondered how to live the life that you want? Have you ever sat and really allowed yourself to dream about it and start writing down action steps to go after those things? If you haven't, welcome because most of us haven't. And I honestly woke up at the age of 30 and realized that I had one dream left for my life and that that wasn't going to be enough. And that I couldn't just keep kind of riding the tide of what my life was going to look like. I couldn't just keep signing up for what everyone else had envisioned for my life except for me. And so that year, I put my foot down. And I said, I want to be about things that I want to be about. I want to say in my life. And if that's something that you need, then this is it. We're coming at you every day, calling for you to live bigger, to cut and overcome your limiting beliefs and to align your life, to have a say, to be that person. If that's what you need, come here every day. We have you. Join our community. Start rising up and start taking your life back. You are worth it. You are beyond worth everything that you deserve. Everything that you can dream you want for your life, 
your worth. And that's what we're about here. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the death of a dream. You're here. You found us. Um, We're going to go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. That's something that we practice every day. And yes, it is specifically tailored to people who struggle to speak to the great things that they do. Seriously, it's a problem. It is something that's holding a lot of people back from getting that next job, from taking that next leap, from doing the things that they envision doing in their lives. And that's why we do it every day. We have to start practicing, right? Practice makes perfect people. So we always start our day with greatness grounding. We always will. And okay, so my great thing from yesterday was my daughter. She, I always present opportunities to her. Like, okay, here's what's happening. Do you want to do this? And usually she's pretty down for whatever. And I had presented her with flag football. And this was the first year that she could do it. And it was open to girls and boys first through second grade. And so I said to her, Emery, do you want to do flag football? And she instantly said, yes, football, yes. And probably about a week ago, she came into my room and she's crying and she says, mom, I just, I'll probably be the only girl at football. And I don't, I don't know if I want to do football. I don't know if I want to be the only girl. What if they make fun of me? What, what will happen? And I said to her, well, they might. And you might be the only girl. And I wanted to sugarcoat it, right? And walk her through like, no, you won't. Everything will be great. But I couldn't guarantee that, right? And we never can. And so I just decided that she was going to have to understand that there may be some discomfort in the choice that she made. And not because she made that choice, right? Just because sometimes some of the situations we're put in are uncomfortable, do lead to us being singled out, do lead to us feeling weird and Yesterday, she was so excited to go to football practice and she was, I think she was a little bit nervous because I got her out and I'm like, Emery, let's take a picture. And she's like, no, mom, no, no pictures. It's cool. I'm just going to go to football. Right. And normally she's like, pose, pose, Vogue, Vogue. Um, I think she was just trying to play it cool. So she runs off to football and she does the whole practice and it's cold and rainy here like to the point where i'm like are we really having this practice but okay i'm good and i told my husband my husband was like she can't go it's cold and i said jordan this isn't this isn't little girls this is little boys so my guess is most little boys like to play in the rain we're good she's okay We don't have to protect her from this. Let's do it. Right? And 
So, so she goes to her football practice. She's freezing the whole time because it's cold. And she gets into the car and she's like, Mom, I had the best time. It was so much fun. And I said, oh, good. Did you know any of the boys were any of the boys in your class? No, it was all second grader boys. But they were really nice. And my coaches were really nice. And, you know, I think for me, it's just about continuing to push boundaries and not just for the sake of pushing boundaries, right? She wanted to play football. I want her to be in that arena But I also want her to know that making those choices is okay, but understanding that it may present discomfort. And I think coaching and continuing to push her beyond just what she can see in front of her, you know, just to do the things she wants to do and knowing and understanding that that may lead to being made fun of or being different, but continuing to push even though it's uncomfortable. You know, so much of this work is different. There aren't a lot of people around me that do this sort of thing, period. And so that makes me kind of weird and hard to relate to. (laughs) And definitely a different way of thinking. And that leads to discomfort, but it also leads to pure happiness when I connect with people, when I find my people, and when I am just kind of vibing on a different level. So just know you can keep going. My great thing is continuing to push, push my children, push myself, be okay with being different and wanting things for the pure sake of wanting them. And last night, seeing Emery find joy in this moment, in her being who she wants to be just because she wants to, not because it makes any sense, you know, and that's what I'm going to continue to push my children to do, to just keep going, right? To play with the Legos, to, to do whatever they kind of want to do and me not pushing them away from experiences that may or may not fit who they're supposed to show up in this world as because I don't know that I don't know that she's not going to go on and play in the NFL I can't know that There's a whole heck of a lot of things going on right now and me holding her back from that and me not pushing her past that discomfort, right? Because that's the biggest part of it. It's like there is going to be this moment where they look and they wake up and they wake up in fear. Maybe they had a, she literally had a nightmare about what this experiment experience (laughs) might be, right? And there are going to be those moments and you can either offer and promise things that you can't guarantee, right? I couldn't sit there and say to her that it was going to be perfect and amazing and everything she ever dreamed. I just couldn't. 
because I don't know that, right? The only thing I could do is tell her that if it's something she wants to do, it's worth going after, no matter how uncomfortable it makes her. And it's all about growth and it's all about learning. And so let's just keep going and keep telling it like it is, right? We don't have to protect them. In fact, our job really is to promote taking chances, being different. And right now, while they're under our wings, right? Right now is the time to push the envelope. Right now is the time to learn those things. Because learning it when they're away from you sounds really scary, right? But what if we could learn it now when they can come home and they can cry and they can talk about it and you can help them through that experience? I'm just saying. So anyways, my great thing was just seeing Emery thrive in a new environment. It's amazing. Having kids is really the coolest thing ever. I'm just saying. I really didn't expect it, especially considering I never really thought that I was going to have children ever. Still not sure that I'm cut out for it. But here we are. Two kids in. We got this. Waking up every day a better mom than I was yesterday. Come on. Right? So that's my great thing. Go ahead. Huh. Take time for yourself. <laughs> to ground yourself in your own great things. Seriously, people. It's life-changing. It's life-changing work. I, I wouldn't do it here every day if it wasn't. I just wouldn't. Okay. So yesterday... People, people are going to stop following me on Facebook. Okay. But I have a personal Facebook and I had shared this thing yesterday and I felt like it really kind of caught wind with who we are and how we've been talking on this podcast. And so I wanted to bring it back here and this was shared on Facebook and I decided to share it again. Um, and the quote is, capitalism has us fooled. The hustle 24-7 culture is toxic. And many of us don't have an identity that isn't attached to our careers, education, or earnings. You are enough even when you aren't busy. Normalize resting. Oh, Oh, hey, Facebook quote, I'm just saying we've been talking about resting. So we are here for that quote. And, you know, I was laying yesterday, I think I was laying down or I was sitting on the sofa. Actually, I was sitting in my favorite chair because it's cold people. I need this comfort in my life. I need to bundle up with some wool socks and the perfectly balanced chair, cup of tea, and fuzzy blanket. I need to be able to do that. I can't recover from this. I can't handle this much cold this soon. I can't. We're going on two days here. It is only September. I am going to have to change zip codes if this type of abuse is going to continue. I can't do it. There is a reason that I do not live any more north than I do. 
You will force me to retreat. I will have to go to the south if, Mother Nature, you are going to continue to inflict this pain on me. I can't do it. I can't do this cold. I can't. I don't want to, especially not if it's going to be this early. It was like the flip of the switch. Like yesterday, I was just watering my tropical summer plants outside, and now I'm having to bring them into my home and say, rest, young child. It is not temperatures for you to thrive outside. How did this happen? How are we here? Right? I'm all for putting up fall decor, but this is borderline winter. I can't do this. I can't have go from Burks to Boots this quickly. Please stop. Okay. It's <laughs> not at all what we're talking about. Okay. That's just my rant on the weather. Okay. We can't do this. We can't stop. Okay. So on this idea, I was laying in my chair trying to recover from the bitter cold that has been inflicted on my body and in my soul. And I cannot help but be personally offended by this. Okay. So I'm sitting in this chair and I'm just like resting and I'm loving it. I'm loving myself in this space. I'm thinking about all the things that I need to get done and how I could be hustling and how I could be and should be. And this is one of the bigger challenges. It's like saving myself from busyness. And for me, I'm a cluster worker. And this is like a different way of working. It's a different way of thinking, but like, when I'm inspired and when I'm excited about something, I can crank out so much stuff. It's unbelievable. People will go, whoa, how, what, what? And this is just very much how I work. And I think it comes from how I worked and delivered in past lives, right? As a student athlete, that's very much what would happen. It'd be like your whole day would be building up to two hours a day, right? To performing for two hours really well. And yes, I went to school and all of that was important, but not in comparison to delivering on being an athlete, delivering on performance, delivering on winning. And so Every day, you'd have these two or three hour windows where you just had to be on and you had to perform and you did that, you know, six, seven days a week. And then you'd have these nights, these big nights where you got to perform even more, where it was a longer period of time and it was a showcase of what you had done, right? An opportunity to get in front of people and show them all of the attributes of that, those little spurts of work. And so when I look at work, it very much falls into those windows where it's like, okay, we're excited. We're in like practice mode and we're putting things together, right? We're coming together. We're delivering now. And so when I look at work, that's how it happens. It happens in these spurts. And for me, it's important to protect that because otherwise I'm just kind of going through the motions, right? I'm just showing up for hours 
and I'm not showing up for me or for inspiration or for wanting to do that. And so, you know, that's how I have to structure my life. It has to work like that. And really right now it has to work like that because a lot of my life really happens around my kids' schedules right now because Lord knows we're about to go back to home schooling. It's going to happen. It was a nice, blissful world where we got to live and the kids got to go to school and we got to experience some kind of normal, but I know it's coming back. I know that we're coming home. I know that that's going to happen. So for me, I had to start to develop a different kind of work life for me and really start to look at this idea that hustle has to look like 24 seven. And when I was in the business world and I was talking to a friend about this last night, you know, via Facebook exchange, comment exchange, I was talking to her about this last night. It's like in the work world, one of the most disgusting things that I found was that people felt like their busyness really was their worth. So long as they stayed busy, they were kind of protected, right? And so that was the constant conversation. Oh, I'm good. I'm just busy. You know, I'm really busy. I am just, it's just crazy. Work is just crazy, right? And we use that so commonly that there really was no significance in what busy meant. Like some people, I was just like, you're not, I'm confused, right? But everybody used it. That was the common term, busy, busy, busy. And how many times do we use that word to describe ourselves? Right. And I kind of became obsessed with this idea of like, no, I'm not busy. Right. There are days, but I don't want to overuse that because it's so overused. It's so overused. Right. Because like I would look at people and they would be like, I'm so busy. I don't know how to even do life. And I would just, I would look at myself and I would look at them. And we would be using the same terminology. And here's how it compared. I was a, a mother of, let's see, at my busiest. And I'm going to compare it at my busiest because this is when it started to bother me. At my busiest, I was working full time. I was coaching full time, right? When I'm in season, it's full time. It's round the clock. I had a one-year-old, still in diapers, in cloth diapers, mind you, cloth diapers. Yeah, take it in, right? And actually, she would have been about six months old, not even six months. She was brand new, brand new little baby. Okay, so she's about four or five months. I have a four or five month old. I have a three-year-old. I have a husband. I have this full-time job, you know, that I have to show up for. 
I'm coaching and I'm running a club and starting to get that up and running at this all at the same time. Plus, you know, I'm still uh, supposed I'm still expected to go to social gatherings. I'm still accept, expected to be a daughter and an aunt and all those things. Right. And. So at that point, things were beyond busy. But I would look at people who were like, they had a nine to five. And once in a while, they would go to a board meeting for something. And we would use that same word, that same busy word to describe what we were. And at that point, I was just like, this word means nothing. The word busy means nothing. We have to stop using it. It doesn't stand for anything, right? Everyone's busy. Everyone is busy. And so I just completely stopped using it. And that's what I was talking to my friend about. It's like, it, it just doesn't mean anything. And what if we strive for the opposite, right? What if we normalize what this quote said? What if we normalize rest? What if busy isn't who we're trying to be? What if calm? What if we try to be rested? What if we try to find balance? Because for me, using the same terminology to describe extremely different circumstances, using that word busy and hearing someone else use it and hearing someone else go, oh, my life is just crazy. But they weren't up all night and expected to deliver at the same rate that everyone else is, but they weren't running literal volleyball empires. But we were using the same word to describe our lives. Come on, people. If you're going to use the word busy, you better actually be busy. Don't just say it. But it's such a normal term. In fact, it's so normal that it's weird if you don't say that you're busy. And so at that point, that's what I started saying. This is when I would start practicing saying great instead of busy. When someone, oh, how are you? And usually the common pass through the hallway would look, oh, just busy, busy, you know, staying busy, right? And I think so many times we're saying that to protect ourselves, right? Because how? dare anyone working be rested when the rest of us are struggling, right? And that's what I'm saying. That's why we have to stop using it because it really doesn't fall. It falls flat when other people, I mean, my job compared to what other people did in my profession, no, busy should never be used for my job right? I'm not managing the things other people are. So I stopped using it. In hallways, in passing, I would just say, great. And people would look at me and be like, whoa, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? And most of the time they'd say, (laughs) busy, 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 just busy. And I want us to value something else. Because most of the people who say that they're busy, most of the people who cling to that narrative most 
aren't busy at all. They probably want you to believe that they are, right? There's probably something in them that's needing you to think that they are busy, but they likely aren't. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, Did I let the cat out of the bag? I'm sorry. But what I want you to do is start to embrace this idea that busyness is not what we should strive for. Right? And start to listen today. Listen to how many people are claiming that narrative. And then really sit and think about how their life operates. Because once I pulled myself back from busyness, once I just said that's not something I want to be, I don't just want to fill time with things that don't mean something to me. Once I started to pull that back, I started to realize most people aren't actually that busy. They just wish that they were. They just want people to know that they are. Right? Because busyness is an exchange for importance. If we're busy, we're doing something. And that's what you need to know. Always busy. Always overwhelmed. Always overworked. Always. Okay? I want us to get past them. Start listening to how people respond. Start listening to your workplace and see if you have this culture built on busyness. Because it may be built from people losing their jobs. It may be built from people understanding that if they don't have a constant task list, they may start to be questioned. Whatever it comes from, Busyness is a narrative that has not served us well. I want us to start striving to be the opposite. I want you to start using a different narrative. Just start testing it. What happens if you say, oh, I'm not. What happens if you don't just exchange that response? Busy. Me too, Cheryl. I'm busy too, girl. It's crazy, right? What happens if you change that narrative? What happens if you start to normalize a new narrative? Something like, great. Something like, I had a really great weekend. I got a lot of rest, right? Not, I had a really great weekend. I worked most of it from home. You know, it's always great to be cuddled up on the couch with my laptop. But what you do? I just really stayed tied into work because I can't rest because I don't know who I am without it. It's really important that you know that I continue to contribute even when I'm not being paid by this organization. Do you know, are you aware yet? It's just staying busy, right? People are clinging to that because of insecurities. You don't have to. I'm telling you, I am volunteering as tribute. You've heard this, right? I removed myself completely from that world to just see. See if I still exist. And I do. It definitely is different. It definitely has changed the way that I view the world, has changed the way that I view 
corporate cultures? No question. And I think one of the biggest lessons is what this quote said yesterday. It was so eye-opening. It's like, that's what we're embracing. That's what we're saying is cool, quote unquote, cool. But we have the power to challenge that and to change that and to make something else cool, right? What if we made rest cool? What if we challenged how we show up, how we want other people to show up? What if we respected people's time away? Right? What I find is actually taking presence and being intentional about my time allows me to work better in those moments. I know what I'm showing up here to do and I'm not trying to do 12 other things just to remain relevant. Okay? We have to shape our stories. We are. We have to. We have to do that. And today I have, boom, it's Wednesday, I almost forgot. I have an amazing interview with Erica Lynn. um, And she's talking about how she told her story and how telling her story and owning it really allowed her to heal from her past. And I can attest to how healing owning and speaking your own story is. So tune in for that bonus series that'll launch tonight uh, or a little bit later today. Usually I launch them in the afternoon, but make sure that you tune in for that because she's hitting on some really big stuff. Okay. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey loves, I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If you want more, you want the weekly update, and this is called the Don't Do It Alone, Your Weekly Guide to Greatness. That really is going to give you the inside look at the tactics from the weekly discussions that we have right here. Um, That's a weekly guide to greatness that you need in your inbox. Go over to Nussink dot com. And the first thing you'll see is the subscribe now um, to get that in your inbox. I would love to hang out with you and give you a way to apply the things that we talk about on this show to your life. Um, As always, you can find me on Instagram at the death of a dream. Um, Find me there. Follow me there. Let's chat uh, because I know that some of this stuff is impacting you in bigger ways. And I'd love to talk with you about it. What's going on? How are you using this? How is this changing you? And as always, if something hits with you, please share it. Please go ahead, review this. This movement, the death of a dream movement is about rising one another, finding new ways to look at the world, finding new approaches to life and growing together. We are a community of mostly women who are looking to change our lives in some way. So like, share, comment, review. That's how you can pay me back if this has helped you in any way. I'm so grateful for you. 
and everything that you are doing. 